Welcome to Where We Land, a podcast that explores the relationship between Christ's culture and the church. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. My name is Aaron, and I'm joined here in the studio today with my co-host, Laura. Hey guys. And Steven. Hello. And we're really excited today as we're going to talk to you about soul care. So we hope you'll stay tuned for the full discussion ahead. I just got back like two weeks ago from what I am calling a personal spiritual retreat. I, I originally called it a sabbatical, and I realized four days is not a sabbatical. Actually, so, he mentioned the other day that he went on a sabbatical, and then he said it was only four days, and I, I stopped and thought, what? Isn't there a That's study sad. done on that that you, you need cannot? Take two weeks. Is it two weeks? Two weeks. What is it? Yeah. The, what's the ratio, though, when you actually start disconnecting it's after like seven or eight days is it seven days yeah i couldn't remember what it was but there is like a statistic for it which is really unfortunate because we don't ever do that that, yeah no but i was like like, i'm just gonna stop calling it a sabbatical because i was the next time i take an actual sabbatical for the church they're like you're gone four weeks you know like (laughs) (laughs) the last one was four days and uh and so i'm like no no it's not really a sabbatical it's a personal spiritual retreat but I'll just be honest with you guys. I have never done that before, and I should have done it a long time ago. Why? It was so needful. Um, I, you know, I, I guess let me say this. I have taken many days where I've just spent like a day with the Lord or uh, a day where I've kind of disconnected from everything, but never that length of time and definitely not by myself. Like, you know, my wife and I, we've taken a lot of trips together and gotten away, but I took four days by myself and then we came home and then we had like a little family thing over a weekend. Jessica and I uh, left Ashland with my sister and then we just got away together. But the, the, the time away, um, I realized as I kind of reset, actually, I'll tell you, I, I had a, I had a man in my church uh, this past summer. I was just kind of, a close friend of mine, somebody that I was just like talking to about some things in life. And in the course of our conversation, man, I just like broke down, like literally broke down. And he was like, are you sure you don't need a sabbatical? I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like wiping <laughs> tears off my eyes. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm really fine. And I was like, I need time. And, and then I thought, no, maybe I do need time. Maybe I do need time. And so I got away. And then while I was away, um, I came back and man, I came back so refocused and so refreshed like um i feel like it's just a brand new wave of energy and i i guess for me it was realizing that and just to be honest with you like um i don't know if i have been that healthy not not just physically but but like emotionally uh spiritually and uh realizing that i guess the image i i I shared with our church this past sunday was like kind of like a rubber band you know you keep stretching that rubber band and then sooner or later, like it, it can't, it can't sustain anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And and I don't think I had realized, and just how, and I, Stephen, I've we talked about this some, but I don't think I had realized just how trying a season of COVID was in pastoral ministry. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I would think, well, I'm not really struggling with COVID. I'm I'm okay. I know our church is really struggling, and people are struggling, but I don't think I realized the emotional toll that that had on my soul. And I don't go ahead. Almost like that makes me think of um, you know how there's like caretaker fatigue. Mm-hmm. Well, there. But as a pastor, you guys are spiritual caretakers. I mean, right. there is such a thing as as even spiritually, you would have fatigue in caring for the souls and well being of your people. That makes sense to me. Right. So what 
but what did it what does that look like to you when you when you went on a spiritual retreat did right. you plan stuff no you did know, you what did it look like yeah so, make it practical no, for so me. i was telling somebody the other day i was like i probably should have planned it <laughs> but i <laughs> no, didn't plan it and, and my not. here's here's my whole plan my whole plan getting away was i just need to spend some time with the lord mm-hmm. and there were some personal things in my life some things that i was wrestling through things that i have been wrestling through almost over the last two years and um you know, just really wanting some direction on some of those things. But then, and I also went with kind of an expectation of just realizing, um, Lord, I need some clear direction for our church. But it was interesting. I, I wasn't expected for what I got when I got away. And um, I, I, I remember I sat down on Monday and I just, I, I went up to a pastor's cabin in the area and I just flopped open my Bible and I started, I brought a whole bunch of books and things I was going to read and, and I didn't get to any of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally just opened up my Bible and it just flopped open to Jeremiah 18. And I'm not one of those people that just read wherever my Bible just flops up, you know, mm-hmm. flops open to, but I did because it caught my eye because the heading in chapter 17 was about Sabbath rest. And I was like, okay, well, I'm kind of on a personal Sabbath and I just wanted to read it. Well, I read chapter 17, I read into chapter 18 and chapter 18 was everything that I needed to hear from the Lord. Like it was like, I feel like that that was like God's word to me personally, what I needed. And so like Monday was just a day spent of um, making some things right with God and, and, and resting in the promises of that passage. And so, I mean, I really just kind of worked through like a personal day. And then it was interesting. I really feel like the Lord just brought things across my path as I was there that week. I had a book that I had planned to read. There was a couple pastoral podcasts on pastoral health and, um, ministry health that I had kind of dog-eared to, to listen to a later date. And so, like it was one of those things where like Monday it was just like a personal day, Tuesday was just like a personal health, and I and it just I I just it really brought a lot of the background. I think what we're going to talk about today, because I I don't think we are good at um, gauging what we allow into our soul, hmm. right? We um and maybe I can't speak for everybody, but I'll speak for me. I realized that I was not in a really healthy place in my life, and um. There were things that I um, I don't know how to describe it other than maybe poor practices, right? Like things that I should have been doing that I wasn't doing, uh, things that had really taken a toll on me that I didn't realize how much had taken a toll on me. Do you uh, feel like there's a lot of noise in yourself? Yeah, no, kind of, a little bit. Um, but I think more than anything else, it was just a time of um, pulling away and 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 refocusing. Uh, getting some clarity on some things. And then I, I feel like coming back, it's just like a like a renewed sense of purpose. I feel like I've come back with just a um, just a real gratefulness of where God has me and and where I'm at. I don't know. I just, um, and I, we, you and I have talked a ton about it. So mm-hmm. like, I mean, and yeah. honestly, you were telling me the other day, like not that you went on your own personal spiritual retreat, but because of the situation of this month, yeah. you almost had one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a lot of, it was weird this month. I had um, heart procedure at the very beginning and it was out like 10 days to 12 days. Actually, I think it was total. And then I had just gotten back and then I got COVID. So I was out like another 10 to 12 days. Um, and so like, yeah, it's been like, I had about three to three and a half weeks where for about 50, 60% of the time I was basically laying there cause I couldn't move <laughs> or shouldn't move. And, um, it just gives you a lot of time to think. And, um, when I came back from that, it was like, wow, man, that, 
while I didn't plan for that time, <laughs> the time maybe was a benefit, you know, and um, just kind of continuing to move forward. Because I think too often we don't take time. And when we do take time, we take time to do other things, right? So that's like the age old like vacation story. Well, I'm going to take time. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do with your time? Uh, I'm going to go do everything else that I couldn't do when um, I was working and I'm going to do that in my time that I'm taking. Okay, well, you're you're really not taking time then, right? (laughs) You're (laughs) just going and doing something else. You're working and doing other things. The Lord was like, Stephen, while you're laying on the couch, Yes. Let's have a, let's have a conversation here. Or laying on the hospital bed or doing this. And so, so yeah, so it it is a good thing and it is a needed thing, I think, to quiet um, everything around us at times in our life. Last year, um, at the beginning of all the COVID stuff, and when nobody really understood what was happening, so it was like the Mm -hmm. end of March in 2020, uh, Stephen will remember this. I got like exposed to somebody that we thought had COVID and we were waiting for their test and we thought it was only going to be like a day or two. And so I was by myself. So like my family left because nobody knew what was going on. Nothing. So I was like, I'll be by myself for like a couple days. It's fine. It was at least a week. And yeah, it was a which, slow was, test. <laughs> which was fun for like a day. And then day two was like, we're still good. I'll, I'll clean something. It's fine. And then day three, then I'm sobbing. I'm like, but there's nobody. I can't go anywhere. This, I'm, I'm, clearly, I'm an extrovert, even if I think I'm an introvert. Clearly, I'm not okay after day three. I'm by myself. But it was during that time where you're talking about after, after it takes like a whole day to like disconnect even a little, and then mm-hmm. another day, and then another day. And by like day three, I found myself sitting with the Lord and, and reflecting on a really challenging couple of years in my life right. and asking him specifically to show me where he was in each of those scenes that I remembered in my head. And I I sat on the back porch and I said, Lord, I need to know where you were on this day. Like, I need to know how you showed up for me in that day. I need to know, I need to see you in these circumstances rather than it, rather than just seeing the difficulty. Mm -hmm. And like you're saying, he does answer if we'll sit still long enough. Sure. He really does. And I just don't take enough time to care for my soul like you're saying. We I yeah, we live such busy lives. We are living in a day which is probably one of the busiest days in history. We're living in a time where um and it's good, right? I'm thankful for all the technological things, but but if if we're not careful, those things just run our lives. And um and and to really take time away. I know I know not everybody could do what maybe I did, but um I for at least as a pastor, I, I've I've told our church, I've told our staff, I said that's something I plan to do at least three times a year, and just as part of my time here, because I feel like getting away in those three days, like it was just such a, a, a refocusing um, and and just refreshment that um, it's it's challenged me. I I, I thought about um, did you guys ever see the movie Deepwater Horizon? Did you guys yep. ever watch that with the big oil rig that was drilling? It had Matt Damon in it. Ah, uh, did it? Uh, see, I'm the worst with no, movie. It had, I don't um, think it did. It uh, had a uh, oh oh. Yeah, it's oh, the guy on. who who's looks the, like Matt Damon. The one on the it's the guy who Definitely looks like Matt not Damon. Me. Not you, really, no. really. No. Uh, so, but it was this. Okay, but the whole point of the movie was this. It's it's kind of this ultra deep water offshore drilling rig. And it sounds like a man movie. It is, dude. It's okay. like it's really good. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> okay, like I would never watch it, break it down for me. So, but the whole point of the movie was it was this rig that goes out. You know, it digs these deep oil wells. Okay, I do know what that okay. is. Okay, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to break it down. <laughs> hey, maybe not that. Far. Down. So it the the whole thing had broken the the that rig had broken 
the I think it's I think it had the world record for like the most uh, deepest vertical depth that it drilled of like thirty five thousand feet. I mean, it was like crazy, right? And just a few months after it broke the world record for all that, it had this blowout on the seafloor. And the whole point of the movie, I mean, I can't believe you hadn't seen the movie. This makes Mark Wahlberg, by yes, the way. Yes, Mark Wahlberg. He looks and, like that, uh, Damon, but yeah, it's not. he does. No, but he's... Okay, so, but the whole point of this thing, it, it created this massive explosion and then this oil spill. And the whole point of it was the whole thing could have been avoided um, because it, it, it literally, there had been warning signs, uh, that had gone ignored and, and, you know, it, and I thought about that because it, it, it is that way in our life that mm-hmm. w- when oftentimes there's disorganization on the bridge, which I'll say is, you know, our inner soul, um, people describe, you know, having these really, uh, hard moments, you know, they, they talk about hitting a wall or, or burnout or breakdown or blow up or what, whatever it is, right? You know, the way that we would describe that. I Here's the thing. Before I got away, I don't think I realized just how close I was to that. Hmm. Um, and and after I listened to a couple pastoral podcasts on, on pastoral health, I was like, oh, man, like I'm in the danger zone. Like I'm I. Uh, and, and so it just really challenged me that I came back with just um I came back with a different schedule and, and I told Jessica the other night we were having dinner and I was like, you know, cause I told her, I said, these are my takeaways from, from my time away. And I was like, these are the things that I need to start implementing in my life. These are the things I got to start saying no to. Um, I, I need to have a better focus about some things. And, and I told her, I said, man, I came back from sabbatical and like the last, I said it again, sabbatical, it's a retreat, a retreat. But I came back after like a week and a half and I was like, it was just like my schedule and everything was just like, still moving at that rapid rate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just realized like now what I'm planting and what I'm cultivating is going to take some time for me to start seeing the fruit of that. Cause mm-hmm. I'm still reaping the fruit of poor ministry health, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you get what yeah, I'm saying? You I get what I'm saying? Yeah. And even though I want to change things and I have been implementing some changes in my life, but the verse that's really stuck, uh, stuck out to me in all of this has been Proverbs chapter four, verse 23. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence or with all vigilance for from it flows the springs of life. And that idea of to keep your heart, it's this idea of it's, it's something that that not only you're watching, you're protecting, you're guarding, but you're caring for it. You're, you're caring and cultivating a healthy soul because there are things in life that will draw us and draw our hearts away from God. And so um, I want to ask you guys the question, like, what does it look like for someone to guard their heart or to keep their heart? Well, first of all, I think that you got to recognize that this is a personal command. <laughs> uh, you keep your heart with all vigilance. Um, above all else, if you want a different translation, guard your heart. So it's commanded to you. This is a second person command. You um, guard your heart. So and it's personal. It is personal. You have to realize that I think, cause sometimes we're like, well, somebody else will guard it or, right. you know, like I'll just leave it up to chance. No, it's right. you, right? Yeah. My, my soul care is not the responsibility of my wife. It's not the responsibility of my church or my staff. It's my responsibility. Mm. And, and I need to take ownership in that. And I realized that there was a lot of things that I was trying to affect change or take ownership of that really, 
weren't mine. Hmm. And where you and have they, they no were outside of my. Ultimately, these are things that are outside of my control. Like the 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 uh, the effects or the ability to do it is is not mine. Hmm. But there was a lot of things God showed me. There was a lot of things in my own life that man I have control over, hmm. and that I have the ability to guard and to care for and to cultivate. And those are the things that I needed to focus on. What it looks like uh, practically for me recently is um, being very intentional and very selective of what I allow myself to listen to. And that can be um, people in my life Mm -hmm. um, or people that I let into the deep circles of my life to influence me. Now, obviously, there's always difficult people in your life that you can't get away from, but like those intentional relationships. It also looks like... Is she talking about us? You know, I wasn't going to bring it up. Yes. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it also looks like um, she didn't answer shit, that. No, I didn't. I skipped right past it, guys. I'm being intentional. <laughs> but what what do I allow myself to yeah. listen to? Yeah. To not just like what I don't listen to and don't watch or don't pay attention to, but but like intentionally pouring things into my soul that are good. So that has been something that God has uh, been teaching me recently. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who you listen to and who you read and who you. Uh, who you give influence to uh, Mm -hmm. in your life. That is your influence. And um, the people that you allow to influence your life will influence it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we're like, well, so-and-so influences me. You're letting them influence you. (laughs) Um, Generally, and there's certain extents, yes, where you can claim that people have influence that you don't really want to have influence. But many times we are the ones who control who influences us and we don't always do a good job. Yeah. Um, and we yeah. must guard um, our hearts from the influences around us. Yeah. So what is it to guard our heart, to keep our heart? Well, it, the Bible makes the point that it's your heart. Mm-hmm. It's, it is um, just as if we would, um, you know, we, we, we take so much precaution and protection in life for valuables, for, uh, things that are precious to us, but but I I, don't, I wonder how often we are with with really cultivating kind of a healthy soul mm-hmm. and truly guarding what we allow into um, really that 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 you know when the Bible talks about heart, it's not talking about an organ as much as it's talking about like the seat of your emotions, your will, mm-hmm. your desires, your aspirations, your your ambitions. Well, what are you, how are you guarding those things? So what does it look like? Well, it's, it's my heart. But then secondly, why should I keep it? Because the Bible makes the statement there for from it flows the springs of life or uh, the, the, uh, the NIV says for everything you do flows from it. I really like that mm-hmm. for everything you do flows from it. So what's in my heart, what's in my soul and how well I'm caring for that is constantly flowing from my life hmm. to others. Um, you know, before we care about how we're uh, caring for other people or developing other people, we ought to be concerned that that we're taking soul care and and developing ourselves. We're becoming who God wants us to be. Um, because something that really stood out to me on my time away was this: that uh, why should I guard my heart? Well, everything I do flows from it, and that means if I'm not healthy then everything I'm doing is not healthy. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I thought about this. How is an unhealthy soul contagious? Uh, oh, very contagious. Very. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a COVID level. <laughs> it's very contagious. Uh, I mean, it, it, we, we go about it backwards 
many times. We want to deal with all of our externals and then say, well, our internal will catch up with the external. And so we're just going to keep on going. When in fact, the internal, the person, the, who you are, your soul is actually the most valuable thing. And when you do not take care of it, it will show and it will show not only in your life, but those around you. Mm -hmm. um, others are affected by it. I love Matthew um, chapter 16, verse 26, when um, it says, what will it profit somebody if they gain the whole world, but they lose their own soul? The value of your soul is more than the entire world. Yet, how much time do you actually spend giving to it? So why would you keep your soul? Why would you guard your heart? Well, you don't want to affect other people's souls negatively, but also your soul, the soul of a person is more valuable than the entire world. Right. And see that, that really, if I'm just honest with you guys, like that was really hard for me. Like when I thought about that, like, well, if, if I'm not been in a healthy place, then I'm not encouraging a healthy family. I'm not encouraging a healthy staff. I'm not encouraging a healthy church. And, you know, it, it really just like, that was, I think that was the hardest pill for me to swallow. Like mm. on the sabbatical was like, what? If, if, if I've not noticed how, you know, unhealthy I've been, then how am I able to really like pick up on how unhealthy we have been in those other areas? You, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Now what encourages me, we were joking at the beginning about sabbatical versus a spiritual retreat. What encourages me about that is it was only four days because most people really don't have a lot of right. time to be able to get away. And but four days is not a long say, time. Let me say this too. The first two days were breakthrough for me. Like day three and four was great. Like day, day three and four, I did a lot of uh, preparations and, and thinking for like future stuff. But day one and two was when it was a real breakthrough. Were the deeper, oh, yeah. deeper moments for you. So we've talked yeah. about um, out of that. Because that's attainable. That's yes, attainable. A day. A, a day is attainable. A part of a day. So that leads me to my, I guess, my question. We've talked about um, valuing our souls enough. Because clearly, like Stephen's talking about, Jesus values our souls. I mean, uh, our soul yeah. is worth more than the whole world. Yeah. So valuing our souls enough to spend time guarding them mm -hmm. with all diligence, cultivating. That was a word you used, Aaron, cultivating mm -hmm. our souls. Yeah. This is very intentional, and it's reflective of our values. So if we're not doing those, that we don't have those values, which we don't have the same values as Christ, because mm -hmm. he values our souls. So how can we... We need to adjust our values. We need to guard our hearts and cultivate our souls. What are some practical ways we can do that if we can't get away from That's very good. Long? How, how yeah. could we do let, that? Yeah. Let me, um, uh, I'm just going to give a shameless plug for, um, I think it's leading in the gospel podcast. I think yeah, Kerry Schmidt, Schmidt and he did it with a guy. I can't remember who was on it, but Jonathan I said, somebody, Jonathan Lehman. Was yeah. it Lehman? Lemon, Lehman. Oh. L-E-H-M-A-N, I think is how you pronounce it. So let me just say. If you're a pastor or ministry leader, I would encourage you to go find that podcast and listen to it. When I got home, I, I happened to, that was one of the, one of the podcasts that I listened to when I was away. And, um, when I got home, I sent it to probably 35 pastor and ministry friends of mine. And I was like, this is a must listen to, but in the episode, um, I can't remember which of them said this, but they said, you know, life is like a river. And specifically, you know, you have all these things flowing and coming down the river and, and, and oftentimes, uh, I think it was Carrie that said this, he said, you know, oftentimes I feel like I'm, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to manage the flow. And he says, I realized that I had to stop managing the flow and start taking care of myself in the midst of the flow, like managing my energy in the midst of it. 
And I thought about that a lot because I think that's such a healthy picture, actually, of what the Bible's saying here in, in Proverbs 4. It's referring to our heart as kind of the springs of life. Everything in our life flows from it. And so what really matters for me in my life is that I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm guarding that gate, if you want to think about that way, of what I'm allowing into my life in our senses. Because in verse you know, 23, it's talking about our heart. But in verse 24, it's actually talking about that passage is going to describe three other um, kind of senses that allow things into our life. In verse 24, it's what we hear. In verse 25, it's what we see. And verses 26 and 27 of Proverbs 4 is where we go. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the whole point of that passage is we need to have a gate, a guard over our soul of what we're allowing into what we hear, where we see, where we go, because those things have a way of, of really affecting our soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I always, maybe this is a terrible picture, but I always think of it as I need to have like a covering and the covering in my mind is God and his word. So if I want to have a correct Mm -hmm. covering, I need to be in God's word. And I I always think of it as a strainer. Um, we were cooking spaghetti the other night at the house and Emily was boiling the noodles and then, um, you take them and you pour them into a strainer. And the strainer catches all those spaghetti, but it lets the water through. And I always think of these gates as like strainers to where I have a strainer over my eyes, my ears, and my mind. And when I'm in God's word enough, it's going to strain out all of the stuff that should not be there because I'm going to remember, well, God's word says this. And so this is not something that I should allow through, but it's going to let through what needs to get through. Right. And, um, too often we don't have anything, (laughs) uh, protecting our eyes, ears, and mind. Um, and then sometimes we put in our own moralistic understanding of what it is, but it's none of those things. It's God and his word that determine what can come into my eye, ear, um, and mind gates. So what I'm, what I'm hearing here for, for all practical purposes is that we need to adjust our values. We need to have Christ values for our own soul and the souls of the other people around us, caring mm-hmm. for them. Like you said, our, our soul overflows in the lives of other people. That's right. But, but also what Stephen's saying is that we do need – the best place to start is really simplistic. But the best place to start is in God's word. But it also ties into what you're talking about, Aaron, where we where you set aside time to be quiet with the Lord. Mm-hmm. We might not have four days, but we can show up and we can show up every day with him. Yep. And that's the first place to start with soul care. I think that the world is talking about self-care a lot. And that looks like a lot of activities. That mm-hmm. looks like for women, there's got the bubble baths and the massages and the pedicures. I don't the know yoga. what I don't know what guys talk about. I don't know, but <laughs> but there's a difference Probably between hunting. and also I like all of those. Not the hunting. I like this. I like pedicures and manicures. And this sounds really lame now, but I'm. But you know, those things. Those are not bad things to do, but they're not soul care. No. And no matter what self-care is, it's not the same as soul care. And soul care needs to come first. And each day that begins with us 
setting aside, even if it's like 10 minutes to start your day, or if it's maybe 10 minutes in the car, if it's lives are busy, but, but we do need to be quiet with him and listen to what he has to say to us. Yeah. Cause let me just say like when I was away, it wasn't that I was just like doing a hobby. I was out golfing or whatever. Right. Like not that that's bad. I enjoy the golf. Those are good things. But what the passage here is saying is it's implying that a person can know what's in their heart, Mm -hmm. right? It's implying that you can know it or else there'd be no sense to guard it. And so when the Bible says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Well, we're not only guarding how well we're cultivating a healthy soul internally, but we're also guarding what we allow into it, right? Through what that passage says in verse 24, 25, and 26, through what we hear, where we see, what we see and where we go. So, you know, something else that really stood out to me as I was away is as we're guarding our heart, well, what are we guarding it from? Uh, we're, 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 we're discovering, you know, what are the things that I need to guard my heart from? What? Let me ask you guys that question. What are the things that a person ought to guard their heart from? Oh, I mean, like, I think the list is <laughs> almost endless. With, I mean, negative the... relations, toxic relationships, yeah. right? Yeah. Toxic um, influences. So maybe I'm listening, looking, or giving uh, credence to something that the Bible would define as sinful or wrong. Um, I mean, that's just a couple of things just yeah. off the... Toxic relationships. I think of worldview. Worldview? Mm-hmm. Like, a, what, do, what do you mean by that? Like, uh, literally, worldview is the way that we view the world, and mm-hmm. Christians have a totally different worldview, or we're supposed should. to. We should, should have a totally different... <laughs> which means different value system, different um, approach to life, different... Just everything. You're, you're saying you're guarding things that don't. I'm guarding fit that? myself. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's really it's really easy to be influenced by the way the world views the world, mm-hmm. how non Christians view the world, and what they value. Yeah, yeah. I think those things you guys mentioned are both great. I would also say um, undisciplined thinking mm-hmm. was one that stood out to me. Uh, maybe maybe for you it's a bitterness or, or a lack of forgiveness. And then, you know, I, I didn't know how to describe it, but I, I think about like uncontrolled emotions. I I don't know what the better word for that is, but, um, you know, I, I think sometimes if we're not careful, we'll just, we'll just, we will just let our soul run however it wants to go, you know? Mm-hmm. And, 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 but the Bible's saying, no, there's something that I must guard. It's precious because everything that I do in life flows from it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to guard my emotions. I'm going to guard what thoughts I dwell on. Um, I'm, I'm going to guard my thinking because, uh, because, because for all of us, that's, that's the path of where we're headed. And, um, so I, I just want to, I think that's a good place for us to land. What were you going to say? Well, it's, um, like second Corinthians ten five. Yeah. Um, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, his mm-hmm. truth and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Yeah. That, that's a good way to describe it. Well, listen, I know my time away was helpful and refreshing for me, and uh, I hope the series on emotions has really challenged you to uh, realize that God has given us the capacity to feel deeply, but in every one of those emotions, He wants us to use them for His glory and for others' good. And so we hope that you'll take some personal time to really cultivate a healthy soul, to be a healthy person, to guard your heart with all diligence for, for everything you do flows from it. Hey, thank you for listening to Where We Land, Christ, Culture, and the Church. We're so glad to have you with us today on the podcast, and we hope what we talked about has been an encouragement to you. 
If there's any questions that you have, we'd be glad for you to reach out to us on social media. You can find us at Where We Land on Facebook and on Instagram or online at whereweland.org. We're going to be taking just a brief break to lay out our next adventure, and we hope you'll stay with us. And in the meantime, go back and listen to an episode that you have yet uh, to listen to. And when we return, you're going to find Where We Land with a new format, and we're hopeful to uh, have you along with us for the journey. We'll see you then. We'll see you then.